previously on My Best Friend's Journal. Generally, buttholes that are going to be eaten are very clean. And uh-huh. as far as my personal preference goes, I'm not going to mm-hmm. eat anyone's dirty fucking butthole. Yeah. And I think most would agree. There are many folks all over Grinder having sex bareback because they are on prep. And I'm like, that's insane. What year is it? What happened with this well-put-together, young, hung, full-of-cum, 22-year-old with a Coke can dick? (laughs) Who the fuck is Stuart? He was the manager at that moment, but not for long. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, bum! (laughs) (laughs) Yet another date with Tim. Ooh. Wow, Went to Battery Park. We don't get a lot of third dates in here. If you're smelling a fart, you're literally inhaling a fart. Like, you're getting fart particles. You're getting poop particles. Worst sex of my life was a guy that I hooked up with in Chicago when I was um, between relationships. I was not ready to start dating anymore, but I, I wanted to hook up. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek. Grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this theme a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes, and The world's greatest podcast Oprah's favorite podcast Hi, my little Pile of pubes. How are oh. you? <laughs> um, pile still attached or pile on the floor? I think a pile implies on a floor, right? You've recently tri- trimmed the bush. I suppose that would be like a, a mound could still be intact, but a, a pile is probably on the floor. Could a mound be intact? Who's got a mound of pubes on them? You've never heard of pubic mound? That like absolutely res- pubic, like, mound, wh- pubic mound, <laughs> pubic mound, 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 pubic mound. Oh, it's hard to do with that delay. Oh right, yeah, it sounds good on my end. No, that will not do. Here, try this. Pubic mound, pubic mound. Do ready go. Pubic mound, 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 pubic mound. I think there was a pubic pound in there, but that'll be fine. Um, yeah, no, a pubic mound uh, re- refers to like the physiology of the, uh, uh, like generally of a, of a woman's pelvis, the pubic mound. Uh, anyway. Oh, got mm-hmm. it. Like the actual, like mm-hmm. the, the flesh and bone, not the hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, the pubic flesh. Hi, I'm Cam. <laughs> and I'm Mike. And this is my best friend's journal. <laughs> A podcast we're a really show. proud of. More every week. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say a show about pubic mounds, but what you said is true as well. Um, I would say long time no see, uh, but long time no record. I just saw you in the flesh. I saw your pubic in, mound not not 72 hours ago. You didn't see my pubic mound. You did see my nail trimmings. I made you watch as I clipped my nails as we got yeah. ready for a wedding. Right next to my cup of coffee, which I was not <laughs> really, really wasn't pleased with. Um, no, I suppose that wasn't kind. I really didn't think about it until after the fact but they weren't like flying in there you were filing uh. your nails next to my cup of coffee there's absolutely nail dust in my cup of coffee but i 
just decided not to think about it. Anyway, yes, we were there for a wedding. Um, we, You and I can't go, I don't know, four or six weeks without being in the same place at the same time these days. Uh, so we went to a wedding Because we love each other so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or we're just like or nothing, bitch. You love me. And- Cam was actually <laughs> our nicest friend Sam's date to a wedding. And, and Aaron and I were sort of each other's date. And the four of us had a lovely little time uh, with a, a group of our old schmush friends. Yeah, Mike and Aaron crashed. Um, and the bride barely even cared. We had a really nice time. It's not what happened, but we'll let Cam <laughs> believe that. Anyway, uh, we got to see all of our old stomping ground friends. Is that a thing people say? No, nope. Sort of. Got to see our old stomping ground and our old friends. How about that? Yeah. They, they, they <laughs> coexist. Anywho, um, after the wedding, the next day, we went to Schmush Martins and got to relive the glory days. Oh, God. You make it sound like we got up on stage and did a little song and dance. We did. No, but we did sneak into the theater. Our old theater didn't have a show in it, so we snuck in to see what it looked like. That's it true. It looked identical. Yeah, real uh, real rule breakers there. Um, and, I mean, this whole experience was rife with gay moments, so do you want to just go ahead and roll that theme and I'll, I'll hit you with a couple? Let's do it. Gay, gay. The wedding itself was very fun. Um, it was an old performer friend. Uh, a lot of familiar faces at that wedding. Uh, the dance floor was a, a, a good time. Mike and I snuck out to the parking lot like a couple of teenagers, smoked a little weed. And uh, I was in a really good place uh, on the dance floor. The perfect place, as a matter of fact, for I Want to Dance with Somebody uh, by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, which is we got a show. Always a, a wedding hit. Um, and I, I don't know how, but I, I, I fell into a, a dramatic lip sync situation. <laughs> I don't know how. I know how because you're a big old homo <laughs> and Whitney Houston came on. You couldn't help yourself. Yeah. Cam, folks, I'll let you tell because it's your gayest moment. But man, it was a spectacle. What happened? I, I don't usually try to make a spectacle of myself on a dance floor, but I, I think I left my body for a minute. Um, And uh, I, was, I was having a, a good ass time. I thought it was just like with, you know, you and like four of our closest girlfriends because everyone else was dancing in the middle of the dance floor. Um, We were having a, a little moment and I was having a good time. And then the song ended. You were doing lunges. You were doing <laughs> drag queen lips. You had huge arms you were doing head throws like if you had a wig it would be across the room it was it was i don't know how to illustrate anymore what an elaborate and extensive lip sync this was Well, Shantae, I stayed, baby. Um, listen, I, I was just having a good old time. I wasn't, you know, trying to pull focus. May have because I got done with this lip sync and there was a tap on my shoulder and I turned around. There's an elderly gentleman with his wife. I believe the grandfather of the bride. <laughs> Um. Yeah, he got my attention, and I was like, uh, "What, sir? What can I do? Did I did I smack your wife in a moment of blackout lip syncing?" Um. But no, he he extended his hand and uh, and said, "I just wanted to shake your hand. Thank you very much. We were watching, and we had a really nice time watching you just then. <laughs> like I was the hired entertainment." <laughs> They couldn't have hired such quality entertainment. <laughs> you were a gift. And honestly, that's a scary moment because we were in we were below the Mason Dixon line. And so you never know when a when a seventy five year old man comes up to you what he's uh-huh. gonna say after you have just um you know, worn your gay on your sleeve, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a it was great. It was a win win. Yeah, I, uh, I I won over a fan unintentionally, so that was definitely my gayest moment. You know, winning over the elderly a handshake with- <laughs> like you sealed the deal. <laughs> I witnessed it. It really happened. He shook his hand. Anyway. Um, in a very, very close second, however, um, the next day we were at Schmush and uh, it's their Halloween, their annual Halloween celebration time. So that's one of the reasons we wanted to go because it's fun. It's like different shows. There's haunted mazes, all this kind of stuff, different theming in the park. Um, so we were 
walking through after dark, like we, we were there all day and we're walking through after dark, after all the, the scare people come out, like, you know, you can't like walk anywhere in the park without being chased by a chainsaw or like having some zombie, like wander up to you and try to scare you. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, two like young, I don't know, Gen Zer boys walk by us and this kid just walks by me and goes, yes, daddy. <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. And I turned around he's looking over his shoulder at me all smiley. And I was like, I just got daddied in the wild for the very first time. I was absolutely shocked that someone clocked this mustache and lisp enough to daddy me in the wild. And then no sooner had I turned to you and said, he just called me daddy. One of the scare squad people dressed fully in zombie makeup was walking by and he goes, daddy. <laughs> And I was like, no, no, we're not doing this right now. Trying to make a part of his little routine. (laughs) Absolutely not. I will not be daddied by you as well. Meanwhile, I'm pissed because you got a Gen Zer and a zombie and nobody called me daddy. I don't want to be called daddy, but I I also don't want to not be called daddy, you know? I need some attention too. This is one of the few times I'm going to admit in public that I do have a couple years on you and uh, I've got the bald head and mustache thing going, so you are not quite as close to daddy territory as i am i, I dare say if but by I, a couple you mean 15 fuck off yeah. 35 does not a daddy make 35 bitch you are 45 at best <laughs> 62 at worst Hate um, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for establishing the upper limit i despise you anyway that's enough gay from me please tell me what your gayest moment of this gay weekend was never enough gay from you uh after this lovely Schmushmarden's day and the wedding before, we were quite exhausted. Cam and Ernest's friend Sam had their own hotel, and me and Aaron had our own hotel. Uh, Cam and Sam were sharing it with you. God, you guys have difficult names to say in the same sentence. <laughs> oh, oh, just uh, shorten it. Just call us Sam. Wait. Just call us and, uh, <laughs> They were sharing with a bunch of people, and Aaron and I had our own place, and... Uh, we had one last night together, and our nicest friend Sam was like, just stay with us. We have an extra bed in our room, an extra queen. Uh, the people who were there the night before have left. And reticently, out of obligation to friendship, we uh, decided to, to leave our hotel and go stay with them to spend some extra hours. But the real problem here is, the night before, just some sweaty straight man slept in that bed with his girlfriend. Who knows what kind of shenanigans happened? I know they didn't have sex because Cam and Sam were in the room, but like, who knows? There could have been other naughty behavior happening. Anyway, <laughs> it was gross enough that I was like, I don't want to sleep in this stranger's bed. It wasn't like the kind of situation where a room service came in and changed the sheets. We walked in. The bed wasn't even made. Still crumpled. Like, can still smell the drool on the pillow. I am <laughs> oh, sitting, like, so fuming gross. with, like, a tiny little bit of steam coming from my head. I was like, I cannot sleep in this. I stole a singular pillowcase from our old hotel to um, at least cover my my new used pillow so that I knew my face wasn't, you know, sniffing someone else's skin cells. You say used pillow like at like at other hotels they give you a fresh pillow. I mean, a fresh pillowcase is one thing, but a- all those pillows are yeah. used. Sure, at least it was a clean pillowcase yeah, I, of course. versus the pillowcase that this strange straight man used. Mm-hmm. We've never met a day in our life. I can't believe you guys shared a room with him the night before. It, w- it wasn't um, our fault. The wedding party was all staying in the same place. I didn't book it. I know. It just, whatever. Anywho, he's a stranger. It's hard. If it was like Cam or another one of our friends, I would have been like, whatever. I don't know where this person has been. And I, I'm on your side in all this. I don't think this is objectionable behavior. It was pretty funny to see you like sit down, look all mad, and then slowly pull a pillowcase from your pocket. I was like, okay. <laughs> the drama though, sir. Basically, my gayest moment is being fussy. I was being a very fussy little gay because I simply could not 
sleep on used sheets and i don't think i'm in the minority for that i think a lot of people would agree i i think that you're right it was pretty funny because we were like bone tired had walked around a theme park for 11 hours on very little sleep being having danced our tits off at a wedding night before and then we're all going to bed dirty gonna shower in the morning just like grabbing a few hours of sleep before we have to get on an airplane and mike is like walking around the room all harumphing (laughs) changing the sheets on this bed so he can then pass out with his dirty body it was pretty funny but again i don't i don't disagree i wouldn't want to sleep in some strange straight juices either oh gross meanwhile aaron had no problem she's like whatever i can sleep anywhere and just throws herself on the bed like face first i was like (laughs) okie dokie but i guess i am a little more sensitive you are a little more sensitive well your your gay heart couldn't you know bear the thought of going to sleep in those crusty old sheets and i I get it i think that's fine (sighs) don't say crusty you know when i was making the bed i accidentally kicked a uh razor and started vibrating we thought it was a dildo it was a razor um (laughs) like like a like a like a beard trimmer yeah an electric or or a pube trimmer (laughs) as the case may be which was my first thought i was like this straight man trimmed his pubes sitting (laughs) butt ass naked on this bed lost his razor under it and now i have to sleep here it was just a whole enough for my anxiety to be through the roof (laughs) you don't think that we would have noticed if there was a pile of pubes on the bed a mound of pubes on the bed if you will well he might have cleaned the pubes but there's no cleaning the bare ass contact you had to have if you were sitting on your bed trimming your pubes the scenarios you weave um all this fussiness reminds me remember last week when i um you know had a rendezvous with that that bbc Big bottom cock. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. A rendezvous. You'll say big bottom cock, but you'll call sex a rendezvous. (laughs) Anywho, um, I forgot to tell you, speaking of me being fussy, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Yeah, I cried for a while, but that was fine. So did he. It was a very depressing (laughs) night. Um, No, I didn't cry. Um, I think I've mentioned this, but uh, in some previous rendezvous this year, folks, and by folks, I do mean other gays from Grindr, seem unwilling to use condoms people are very apprehensive about it and i am very firm in my uh need to use a condom and i make that pretty clear each time right like anyway like, like encouraging you to enter them uh uh all natural <laughs> bareback <laughs> all natural yeah and i won't do it i just huh. like that's that's a hard line for me i wear a condom that's just the way it is um so responsible I, responsible I, we appreciate that about you i'm getting ready to hook up with this gen zer and i was like do you mind if I wear a condom? Basically, um, in the moment, he was like, "Yeah, but yeah, wear a condom." Um, a little please, bit later, please, mom, sir. earmuffs, please, mom. You're a grandma now. Earmuffs. Um, a little bit later, I am eating his ass, and uh, I go up to kiss him like immediately after, and you know, I I just thought I'd be polite, and I was like, "Do do you mind?" Because. Yes, his ass was incredibly clean, so it, like, shouldn't be an issue, but still, like, ass to mouth is no one's favorite thing. Sorry, everyone listening who's not a gay man with experience in this. Um, So I said, do you mind if I kiss you? And he was like, yeah, who have you been dating? <laughs> like, I am a psychopath, because like, I am a psychopath. Like, they require bareback and won't let you kiss them after you <laughs> give them an <laughs> enthusiastic rim job. Listen, um, I think that it's absolutely crazy if you think that you if no if you know that your ass is like in good enough shape to be eaten then you cannot demand that someone doesn't kiss you afterwards unless i suppose it's just like a miranda hobbs situation where he comes up from going down and his whole face is just covered in his own spit like you get like here just like a gentle a gentle wipe but like no one should re- 
really be that sloppy. In the Miranda Hobbs situation, that man was not covered in his spit. He was covered in, in, her, in her vaginal yes. spit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 no. Don't say vaginal spit. And assholes really shouldn't make any liquid. So <laughs> if it did... <laughs> I'm going to throw myself out of this window right now. I'm so grossed out. Um, yeah, I, I, I really appreciate him and his, like his very like straightforward communications like uh yeah who who have you been hooking up with that these two things are a problem uh please please eat my ass but then go brush your teeth (laughs) listen i know i'm neurotic he also knows I'm neurotic. I, I make that pretty clear to any. I'm like, hey, before we uh, get together, you should know here are all of my isms. Here are my anxieties. Be aware of them. I don't do that. But like, oh, you sound like a hoot and a half. So fun. So fun. do we wonder why I have sex infrequently? <laughs> Honestly, because it's just too much to read my rule book to them beforehand. I'm like, all right, chapter one, section A. <laughs> Ass to mouth. <laughs> That's where you start. Is that chapter one? <laughs> I like to do it, but I will always ask your permission. Section B. <laughs> Condoms. Are we for them? Because I am. Section C. Okay, that's good. Let's do it. Psychotic. Um. Anywho, I, I'm now bringing up things from last week's episode. Uh, Back to this week. Mm-hmm. Cam and I got to see each other. It was delightful. We had the most fun. At it Shmush. was we... delicious. It was. It was the lovely. Hey, that's a good segue into a content wreck. Maybe, you knew, maybe you knew what you were doing. I don't know. Trying to tee you up there, baby. <laughs> My content recommendation for this week is the newest album by Tony Gaga, <laughs> Lady Bennett. Tony Gaga and Lady Bennett, and that is Love for Sale, their newest jazz project. It's so fun. I might even mm. say it's delightful. It's delicious. It's the lovely. It's all Cole Porter. It's all Cole Porter. They're like just the most delightful little friends. Mm. Um, it's he has I think advanced Alzheimer's and he remembers Gaga. Yeah, this is their last last collaboration. Yeah, I did see a video clip online the other day of when they were performing at Radio City and he called her by name when she uh entered stage he was like ladies and gentlemen lady gaga and he hasn't called her by name in like months because he just doesn't have that like short term like front of brain memory right now and it like set her to almost crying but she was like i had a job to do i just had to get through it but we had a sold out show but it really really made a huge difference to me (laughs) like how sweet that's so sweet the whole thing is so sweet and they sound great i love gaga can do fucking anything and has the best career in the world like rivaling j-lo it's just oh like, my god um, how dare you rivaling j-lo <laughs> well, you know what i mean her no, career I know is they're very so different, much but better I just, than j-lo's her career is way better than j-lo's but i just mean to say j-lo is like very much known for doing everything mm-hmm. um gaga does everything but does it better and gets major awards for it <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah that's it's fair. so nice just listen and it's honestly perfect for the fall they knew what they were doing this is a great album for walking through the park with a scarf on and watching the leaves fall and having a cinnamon latte Mm-hmm. Or like a cinnamon sunset tea. Um, my concert mm-hmm. recommendation for the week, rolling straight past that, thank you so much, um, is, it will come as no surprise, well, I have an album and a book. The album is In These Silent Days by Brandi Carlisle. Her brand new album, it dropped October 1st, the same day as the Gaga album, actually. It is... You guys, it's chef's kiss. It's perfect. I'm not going to fangirl out right now. It is just a beautiful, like, rock and roll like there's some like real Joni Mitchell moments, some real Elton John moments. She is doing it all and doing it beautifully. I'm so into it. We've waited four years since the last album and it's been well worth the wait. I got to tell you. I also listened to it in my travels to Schmish Martins and it is so excellent. And I like Brandy a lot. I'm not her like number one stan like you are, but like this album was an instant 
favorite. It's great. It is so good. And it does like a wide variety of it's still like in the folk Americana rock realm, but it really is like uh, just just a very vast variety within her very specific genre. You know, it's it's excellent. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it, it's really beautiful. I think that it's going to be it's going to do really well for her. And the other recommendation that I would like to give is the most gorgeous book that I've been listening to. Um, it's a book called Hamnet by Maggie O'Farrell. Have you heard of it? Just from you. It is um, based on Shakespeare's son, whose name is Hamnet, who died. And then three years later, he wrote Hamlet. And in Old English at that time, those two names were actually interchangeable, which I think is absolutely fascinating. Um, but there is very little known about this child. But there's some speculation that the author like explains in an author's note about why she chose to write it this way. And it is just beautiful it's it it is not at all about shakespeare it's about his family and they never actually use his name which is very cool they always refer to him as the husband or the father william shakespeare because it's like not about him it's about his wife and children pretty much and it's just so gorgeously wrought it's amazing beautiful prose the narration is gorgeous it's like pretty highbrow but it's not super long or like too deep to like feel like it's overwhelming it is just really really truly delicious and i'm so into it actually just finished it so i'm a little bit sad kind of in that book hangover moment but i i can't recommend it highly enough like 10 out of 10 for me you are such a is vivacious the word it's not the word what's the word i'm looking for i think you're looking for voracious but i like vivacious voracious you're both you're a vivacious reader um thank you truly a voracious reader you i mean i often you're listening but you consume novels and other types of books so frequently <laughs> so quickly all those other kinds of books that i'm, I'm not going to take the time to mention right now <laughs> novels and magazines <laughs> news newspapers um guess what i just ordered that's being delivered on sunday what the lincoln highway by amor tolls who wrote a gentleman <gasps> in moscow it just came out oh my god it's already october 2021 it's already october 2021 <laughs> indeed it is wow um that's exciting i'm thrilled that it's october 2021 i want to read that book i'm gonna order it as well hey do you know what was happening in may 2017 oh jesus i don't know but you want to go find out i would love to find out hey that don't don't give me an oh jesus that was no, not the that, worst that transition was, i've ever had no, honestly it was pretty good that's why i changed it i, I turned my frown upside down if you will <laughs> he did a handstand um <laughs> okie dokie <laughs> bye it's delightful it's delicious it's delectable it's delirious it's delivered all right may the first to be with you 2017 tell us where we were may the first we are freaking zipping through this before you know it it's going to be the close of this book bonkers um bonkers is right anywho we just finished april i just jumped back to new york and am really in the thick of it i'm back at blossom i'm back ushering broadway shows i'm back doing catering gigs um it's all like the old grind that was happening before my dad's whole drama we're kind of we kind of rewound about six months i also was dating a gentleman named tim or we went on like three dates i think okay oh yeah battery park battery park battery park okay so May 1st, 2017, played Drawful and won three times. Congratulations. You auditioned for 
tenors of something some show with maggie may and angels hello tenors of rock i think it was the one we were we rehearsed last time um maggie may is a rod stewart song wake up maggie i think i got something to say to you you like when i give you a concert um and (laughs) angels is uh robbie williams uh you thought it went well but no callback didn't have time to hang with your friend chris from the dog's toupee um you started beachbody Oh, you've recently committed to fitness, if I remember correctly, and you went to Blossom, where you are finding yourself anxious. It was, I don't know, there was just no organization of anything. Everything felt like a mess, and it, that that environment just drives me insane. Did you get out of there anytime soon? I feel like you worked there for a long time. Uh, no, in fact, I, I think I take a promotion. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, on May 2nd, La Botaniste, with uh, Michaela and her dad, fresh and yummy. Uh, you went on a coffee walk with, oh, to the park with uh, Michaela's dad. Then you went to Kick's Bar for happy hour before UCB class. You love going to things drunk. Um, class was pretty good. Excited for a sketch. happy hour does not mean drunk. <laughs> I could have had a beverage. And if you're going to go anywhere you drunk, know, it better be improv. <laughs> you know that I like to I like to accuse you of getting sloppy drunk and going to work. Um, let's see here. Then you smoked with Michaela's parents. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. They talked about this potentially is- going into business together in california which they have since done they opened a a wine bar and a like winery um i packed them a bowl and i was trying to like impress them with my bowl packing and i packed it way too tight if you pack a bowl too tight you can't light it it was like Mm -hmm. so thick no air can get through and i just remember michaela's mom trying to gently take a little puff and she just couldn't do it and i was really upset with my skills because here i was offered the ability to get my mm-hmm. friend's parents high what a what a unique uh-huh. treat and i fucked it up you hang them a joint that you proudly rolled and it just falls apart in their hand like yeah. son of a bitch <laughs> that's, that's... give me five minutes <laughs> <laughs> all right so um let's see here there's some things in the margins here um you did leg day that day so great you're still committed to working out so committed um, my then... legs look great tree trunks what does this mean stewart forced from blossom oh shit this is part of the anxiety stewart was the gm and like there was a coup like the assistant manager and there was an insurrection Mm -hmm. (laughs) the thing is the electoral college right so it's got to (laughs) be certified by all the waiters um the the assistant manager and one of my co-workers were like let's get him out and they like i forgot how they did it i don't know the details they like basically went to the owner and like this man is incapable we'll do it and he got removed and it was shitty he was bad at his job too but like don't just let it happen i I don't know i guess if the owner's not paying attention and he really does suck but it just like stay out of people's business at a survival job just fucking get through it you know what i mean like yeah why do you care it just that that Uh was the whole thing it it was like too much passion at the survival job i'm like everyone's got Uh, emotions are very high here and Uh i do not want this from the place where i'm just going to collect a paycheck totally yeah that makes perfect sense that's very stressful like shut up let me do my job give me my paycheck i'm getting out please do not involve me totally well on uh may 3rd you went to beyond sushi with michaela's family then on to blossom was beyond dude beyond Uh, well, you said you were annoyed that one of your coworkers was eating while you worked. Oh yeah, um, there's just no like, there's no rules at this restaurant, which is sometimes excellent and sometimes oh, awful. Oh right, and it's tip share, right? So if someone's slack, they still got the same amount of money. <laughs> there's only two waiters running the restaurant. My other uh-huh. waiter is sitting like in the front, like not even hiding, eating a meal and working on his like play or something. And I am running the restaurant, and I was like, come on dude and then i'm expected to share the tips with him at the end that is absurd did you punch him right in his bitch mouth 
Uh, would you say you're a violent person? I am not a violent person. Punch you right in the dick. Choke the 23-year-old. Threaten to fist those I love. Did you punch him right in the pussy? Did you punch him right in his bitch mouth? <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, you made $200. Uh, oh, and here's a here's an old drum that we can continue beating. Convincing and unconvincing myself that I have HIV. Oh, Scary just to write that. 2017, my God. Well, yeah. what, a year and a half ago I had a scare. Oh, a year and a um, half in journal time. Yeah, yeah in journal time yeah but still i don't i there's too much information for me to be this fucking stupid <laughs> you're not stupid you're maybe a little neurotic but you're certainly not stupid that happens to the best of us about different things play me this clip and you know i don't know six months when inevitably i have a stupid fucking scare for something <laughs> again when you've been taking your prep daily but you still think you have hiv hey um, speaking of ha- have you heard you must have heard at this point about the the, the, the good news of jesus christ have you heard of the american <laughs> You sounded like you were about to try to convert me. I have a, just a real quick question for you. Have you accepted Jesus uh, Christ as your Lord and personal Savior? We, there was we're a, not doing this. There was a kid in high school who used to ask me that every single day, and he was a nice kid. But I was like, not today, Phil. <laughs> he doesn't listen yeah, to this. Do you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you punch him right in his best mouth? <laughs> um, anyway, uh, clinical trials for an HIV vaccine. How cool is that? There's a lot of crossover between COVID medication and HIV. Like, I don't know what it is, but the mRNA vaccine has to do with it. And now this new pill that is preventative for COVID is like... The the Merck anti- antiviral? Yeah, is I believe um, technology from that is from the idea of PrEP. No shit. That's very cool. Maybe talking out of my ass. Scientists, please I did- correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I did know that because of the fast-tracked mRNA mrna vaccines um they're they are in clinical trials for the first ever hiv vaccine which is amazing it's also a real fucking slap in the face to the millions of people that have died of hiv over the years uh because now suddenly they're willing to fast track vaccine science Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and in uh in a way that because it affects uh straight people just as much as it affects gay people um no it's infuriating anyway anyway, i i don't ever want to disparage victims of COVID 19 i do however uh no we're getting see very clearly the 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 fact that people care enough to push science to the limit to get a vaccine out for this this disease when there was an entire you know population that was wiped out in the 80s and the president wouldn't even talk about the 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 fucking pandemic so i am 100 percent on your side i agree completely i will say i brought this up to someone recently and they were like well also covid is airborne and uh hiv was not which is a big difference sure it absolutely is they were both pandemics um and mm-hmm. if covid only affected gay people even if it was airborne and it only affected gay people we would not have mm-hmm. a vaccine right now i promise you of course not also hiv became aids and had a very very high death rate for very many years before there were any kind of retrovirals or like before act all that I mean, kind of stuff like so 100%, like 100 percent, it was a death sentence yeah, I mean, there were a few people that managed to live a long time with it, but those were like like maybe the 1% of, of people that were infected, probably less than that. So anyway, it is a bit of a tough pill to swallow. It just goes to show what we can do when we care, when we put time, resources, mm-hmm. and, and money into it. We can we can achieve a lot. Um, we just didn't care to put those so things into a cure for HIV. But anyway, um, yeah. we are making progress now, so we can be grateful for that. It's very exciting. We sure can. Mike, um, from the bottom of my heart, may the fourth be with you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. You cleaned your room? What do you think I'm doing? Lightsabers? Yeah. Oh, good. It was either that or a fly. Um, okay, so you cleaned your room. You did back and bicep day. Still still so committed to fitness. So uh, committed. Then you went to work. You made almost $350 at work. God damn. 
Um, goddamn, goddamn. The assistant manager of Blossom asked you to assistant manage, which sounds like more work and less money. Um, mm-hmm. Last thing on this day, uh, you said you were attacked for smoking by the subletter. It's a real uh, 180 from the previous subletter who I was mm-hmm. like, hey, could you not smoke in my living room? Now, uh-huh. my Now, subletter, you're smoking cigarettes in the kitchen. Not cigarettes. Are you a psychopath? I know. Um, I'm kidding. I was smoking... Um, meth. Out, meth. And she was upset by that. And I, I don't understand. Um, no, I was smoking out my window. Or maybe, I think, all me kicking... Michaela Allwar. Anyway, she was like, it's fine. Like, if you do it, it's okay. Like, I don't care. I just, like, it just, like, you know, it's irritating for the throat or whatever. I'm like, baby, it's outside. The fact that you can smell it does not mean you're inhaling smoke. Um, it was just like a one of those, like, not passive, passive aggressive moments. Like, it's totally fine if you do. I'm just saying. Like, don't even add that part. You know what I mean? Just say the way you feel. Um, I would like to just really quickly ask then if just because you smell it doesn't mean that you're inhaling smoke, is that the same go with farts and poop particles? No, because you are inhaling poop part. You might be inhaling weed particles, but you are not inhaling smoke. Like there is a difference. Smoke is not in a particle alone. Smoke is a is a collection of particles. Pro science. You know I'm giving you a hard time because we've. Had I am this. aware, and I am countering you. Not the same. So okay, uh, fine. There are actual weed particles in your nose. Not enough, I will say, to irritate your throat. Sure, fair enough. Uh, on the May the fifth. Uh, you continued your commitment to working out because you worked out. You did cardio. I'm so Then fit. you did laundry and you rushed Dear Evan but got Doll's House Part 2 instead. How? how? <laughs> uh, like you didn't get this but we have tickets to this thing instead? I probably rushed rushed both. I just neglected to say okay. it. Um, finishing May the 5th, you um, oh you were supposed to go to Blockheads, then the show with Tim, but you went to an odd veganish place instead. Show was amazing. Done with Tim though. Why? Because he didn't go to blockheads with you. Um, because it's a it's the kiss of death on my third date. A third date is a lot for me. Um, I think it's just when I know. I think I give you. I want to give as many chances as possible, and usually that's three, maybe four. But I usually know right away, and I still keep going anyway. So it was just like, all right, I kind of knew, and now I definitely know. I've been in multiple situations where I've let someone kind of catch feelings without really realizing I was leading them on knowing like in my heart of hearts, it was not going to be long-term. I thought it was just like casual and kind of fun and want to see where it went. And action is easier than, than making a choice. Exactly. Exactly. To the point that like the first guy that I kind of went on two dates with after, um, my relationship previous to, to Peter, um, in those like few months that I was dating there, I went on like a couple dates with this guy and he was like very much ready for a relationship. And I told him I was just out of a relationship, just starting to date. He thought we were like boyfriends on our fourth date. He wept openly at a bar when I told him we like were, it was going way too fast. Oh my it God. was so dramatic. I was like, this is at a this bar. Is why people don't date. Yeah. Sitting at a, at a, actually at like a restaurant bar where the bartender was like right there serving us Ooh. food. And he was like boohooing at this bar. Bar oh when I was God. trying to tell him like this were is you, going way too fast way too much were you like fully ending it or were you just saying like let's just chill a little I, bit I, I remember okay so let me tell you exactly how this date went or how these dates went because he was really cute went on a first date that went really well um I think we like made out it was really fun second date he invited me over to his place and I thought we were going to like have a fun evening in he like asked him out one <laughs> yeah a nice evening in with some some gentle asked him out <laughs> he wanted to drink beers and by drink beers i mean like have one beer over the entirety of the entire evening and then have me watch him play a video game because the graphics were so beautiful 
I was like, oh no, this is not how this is not my idea of a fun evening. You so, went on a third date after that? You're a psycho. I went on a <laughs> I went on a third date after that, thinking like, okay, one good date, one bad date. Let's see if this tips the other way. Third date after that, he was like Hey, can we just like go to the grocery store and like just like make dinner together? And I was like, I I just want to like go get a drink and get to know you. Like this is we were the plan was to go out. We I went to pick him up from his place and we like walked to his local grocery store, went back to his apartment for the second date in a row and made like shitty dinner and hung out. And then we started making out. He was older than me. I was like, what was I, 28, 29? He was older than me, like in his early 30s. He <laughs> told me while we were making out that he had never had sex with a man before oh no 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 (laughs) how old is he but he was older than like 30 early 30s and he had had relationships with men before he just had some weird hang-ups about sex and was like i want you to be my first i was like that's far 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 too much pressure for this third date oh my god it was so bad so then i knew i needed to i could tell that he was catching feelings because he was like i think you're really special i want this to be my first i'm like i thought we were just on our third date which is bad like i want to give you my flower i want to give you my chocolate flower (laughs) I want you to eat my brown rose. <laughs> so also, wait, you said that, he said it while like kissing you, like while like, making out. I was like, I, I was like, what are we? Because we had made out like the in on the second date. The third date, we're like at his house making out again. I was thinking like, okay, well maybe the sex will be decent. Like we don't have to be boyfriends, but we could have a decent hookup. Nope, it got super weird and way too deep. And I was like, oh fuck, absolutely not. So then I knew that I needed to cut things off, and that he was starting to catch feelings, and so that. I was like, we're meeting at a neutral place. Let's go ha- grab a drink one night that week. And I need to tell him this is getting a little too, a little too fast. I'm recently out of a relationship, and he went full. You, you're doing this right now. You're doing this in a public place. I oh. thought this was going somewhere. <gasps> crying, 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 crying at a bar. I was like, I, I never again, sir. I crying. lose my number. We can't. Crying Girl, on the fourth day. What was the investment? Date. You went on a few uh, dates. I don't oh my know. God. I mean, he invited me to eat his choco taco, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it was um, yeah, just yikes, man. not. Yeah, that I oh, I honestly wow. kind of forgot about how quickly that went, like from What's zero to sixty. And, and does I was he have an Instagram pumping handle? the brakes. <sighs> honestly, I don't even remember his name. That's how invested I was. It was eight years ago. This was around the same time that remember when we talked about like worst sex ever. Um, that guy that like sweated through my sheets and mm-hmm. like wouldn't come and wouldn't get out of my apartment whatever this is in these like months of like i had not dated for years i was back into the dating pool for the first time ever as like a like an adult with like the apps and all that kind of stuff it was not going great and so when i met peter on okay cupid and i was like listen i don't love these things i like it's not going great for me i think i need to take a break that was after like a few weeks of being on it like i don't know how people do it for long term because i I'm, I'm, I guess I'm way too willing to like go and go out on a limb and like actually meet these people face to face. And so many of them are weird or secretly weird and you don't know it until they're naked. <laughs> show you their choco taco. Yeah, no dating. <laughs> listen, dating is hard. People make this very plain. It's not, nobody's like great at dating. It sucks until it doesn't. And also like it's a marathon, not a sprint. You can't just go out on like, a, like 40 first dates, like right back to back. You got to take some time off between that to recharge Could your you battery. Could you go on um, 50 first dates? <laughs> Let's ask Drew Barrymore what she think, thinks about that. <laughs> uh, Stupid. Um, on May 6th, you had a, you worked a Blossom brunch and then you led a Blossom catering event. Uh, it went well. Who's Bonnie Wiper? 
Any relation to windshield? <laughs> so fucking stupid. I don't know. It just said went well at Bonnie Wiper's event. You're exhausted. I don't know why I wrote the first and last name of fucking random clients. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, next two days in the journal, you're just kind of like working at Blossom and hating it. I'm not going to waste our time with that capiche. Okay. Um, May 9th, improv class uh, with Audra as a sub. Had another racist scene and awful partner twice. Her name was Kim. What? Oh my God. Sometimes in these improv classes, things get bonkers. So I don't remember exactly why it was racist, but I'm like, don't. It's like the number one rule. Just don't be an asshole. The silliest, simplest things are funny. Racism is never going to be funny. Never. Like, Uh and to start an already difficult, you know, almost an art form, I I won't, an already difficult, like, (laughs) thank you, (laughs) attempted comedy with that is just like, as a scene partner, I'm like, how the fuck do I get out of this? I can't deal with you for another five minutes. That reminds me of one woman one time a different person because improv is full of fucking psychos <laughs> including me um it, we were doing like a showcase like our, our final performance for a class and a scene begins and like not 30 seconds in this kind of kind of weird horse girl that's kind of with a kind of personality mm. type um I'm she, familiar. <laughs> i wasn't until this podcast thank you um <laughs> she goes i want you to rape me and i was like oh <gasps> god oh 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 no what um, the hell she was like yeah. and then she doubled down someone tried to like, was that take a her, like turn. big idea to like get a like a shock laugh like I she guess. probably thought about that all week it was yeah I, I, I don't know i do not pretend to understand what was going on through her mind she doubles down she's like i mean it rape me i think and like the audience is just uncomfortably silent finally one of our good improvers come allows herself into the scene you know there's a back wall and you just whatever uh-huh. she walks in she's like knock knock hi it's hr we don't talk about rape at work as you were and like left and it was the only like <laughs> oh, way to move great. forward yeah that's great oh thank god <laughs> oh that woman like nightmare what what kind of person thinks that's going to be funny oh my at a god fucking improv showcase well, you did say that the teacher, even though you had an awful partner who was doing a racist scene, you said the the teacher was great about it. I assume that means that she like she reined that shit it. in. She like yeah. you never get stopped because you just have to feel the pain and know what it's like to uh-huh. suck. But I'm pretty sure this was a moment when the teacher was like, "Hey, you see why this is not going to be funny or fun for anyone?" And like, but like uh-huh. did it in a in a good teachable moment mm. way <laughs> hey you fucking suck get please get out of my class anyway yeah um may 10th you managed blossom got hbo's divorce contract so i guess we missed. did they um, tape there oh yeah they did i guess we missed the fact that i accepted that promotion <laughs> um oh i guess so <laughs> seems like less money i'll take it um yes that was hbo sarah jessica parker like the second day i'm managing there uh, her, you know, the showrunner or whoever comes in was like, hey, can we work out a contract with you? We've rented this before with previous owners. We just want to film on your patio. So I like literally Googled TV contract and threw them a random number, like way too fucking high. And they're like, sure, great. I was like, this is HBO. Whoa, I can do what I want. That's crazy. I felt I felt very boss. Yeah. And then did you contract a tip in there for the people that are working as well? Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Love that. All right. Well, you said um, you don't want to commit to responsibilities of survival job, but glad I did well. You killed it. Killed it. Now someone kill me. Four more days until we get through two weeks. We can do it. 
Um, May 11th, first sketch class. Really excited for it. I love sketch. It's so fun. It's way less pressure than improv because you can sit and write. And the class is always around, like in a writer's room around a table. And you just get to like workshop oh, fun things. And, that's like, fun. Okay. Um, on May 12th, you worked at Blossom at night. There's um, some financial journal stuff. Doesn't matter. And mm. then you told Tim that you weren't feeling it. Oh, I'm glad I did that. May 13th, uh, Blossom brunch. Then you met Claire and her friends at Totaria. At Square <laughs> Last day of the journal for this week. It's Mother's Day. It's May 14th. You did Mother's Day brunch and you said, it wasn't awful and I made okay money. Um, tried to play games, but mostly just drank and caught up on Drag Race with Kick and Mick. Now that sounds like a nice Sunday evening. It sounds like a delightful night. Um, it sounds like I didn't do shit for my mom. Sorry, mom. Happy Mother's Day. Five years, four years later. <laughs> Math's hard. All right, that's it for the journal for this week. My friend, um, before we go, per usual, I'd like to hear from the folks. What did the folks have to say? Have we heard from any folks? Please tell me what the folks wrote in. Hey, could you shut the folk up? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wish that people could see that you're very pleased with your self-expression in that moment. First, we have a message here from Sarah. It says, in regards to weird names Jessica Parker? Yes, she was like, about that HBO thing. (laughs) Um, By the way, question, I never asked... Were you there while SJP was there? Um, yes, I didn't interact with her. I just saw her on the patio. Oh, fun. It's so fun. I mean, <laughs> I just imagine you just pressing your face up against the glass from inside <laughs> the restaurant like a child. Close. I was pressing my ass against it to get her attention. Uh, <laughs> this is a message from Sarah, not Jessica Parker. She says, in regards to weird names of furniture from your last episode, my grandmother used to refer to her sofa as the Davenport. Davenport is the word I was looking for oh, when I was the like the, the sedan, the Provence. Uh-huh. I wanted the word Davenport, so thank you, Sarah. Um, the Provence? I don't even know what that was. I said Provence. I don't think it's a real word. I oh. think I just made it up. C- cravat is a thing that you wear. Uh, yeah, the Davenport's a very, like, Georgia thing to say. I'm, I'm just going to recline on the Davenport. Exactly. She said apparently there was a manufacturer of sofas with the name Davenport. Who knew? Sure. Thanks, Sarah. I appreciate that because um, I literally have been looking for that word in my mind for mm, two weeks. I probably could have Googled it, but you, you've done me that favor. Calling something a Davenport sounds very much like calling like a vacuum a Hoover. You know how like, I don't know, old fashioned people or like people in the like UK and Ireland still will say like, I'm going to Hoover as a verb or the, like pass me the Hoover. <laughs> <laughs> or he sucks like a Hoover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And also a message here from Rasheel. He sent a picture of himself installing a bidet and said, the butchest I've ever been, and shared it to his story. I appreciate that. He tagged us. I like that a lot. Oh, that, um, that is very sweet. Love to hear it. It's very, very specific and niche, the little world we've built here. <laughs> Uh, that's all for this week. All right. Well, thank you everyone for writing in. If you would like to send us a message, you can always write in on Instagram at MBFJ podcast, or just tag us in your story. Just like our friend Rasheel. You can also go to iTunes and rate review, subscribe and leave in that review, a little message that you'd like right here on the podcast. We're happy to do it. Five stars only though. Is that bossy? Yeah, but we expect that of you daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not ready. Well, too late. Ready or not here. It came. <laughs> All right, Mike, I guess that does it for this week. So, you know, until next time, always remember. If you're looking for a lip sync assassin at your wedding, Cam's available. Call 555-6969. Wedding reception, not the wedding proper. (laughs) It's a very different story. (laughs) If you're looking for a lip sync assassin for your funeral, call Cam
they're weird or they're virgins or they're weird virgins. Oh my God. Or weird religious virgins is a lot. Um, <laughs> sorry, no offense to weird religious virgins out there. I guess offense. Um, 